Hello, and welcome to the TSET Better Health Podcast. This is James Tyree, Health Communication Consultant at TSET. And I'm Dylan Jasna, a TSET Health Communication Manager. I enjoyed co-hosting the podcast a couple months ago, and it's nice to be back with you, James, and our listeners. You know, the tobacco industry spends billions of dollars nationally each year on deceptive marketing aimed at specific populations, which includes Native Americans. That's right. Today we will hear from a pair of guests who offer terrific insights on commercial tobacco use among Native Americans and how vaping, smoking, or chewing commercial tobacco products differs from ceremonial or traditional tobacco use among Native Americans and how the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline and tribal-based programs have helped Native Americans in Oklahoma quit tobacco for good. Native American people and cultures are so deeply connected to Oklahoma well before it was a state, so we are happy to share this episode with you. Before we hear a personal story from one Oklahoman, let's get a broader perspective from someone whose job it is to help tribal members in our state and region quit tobacco. Aaron Williams with the Southern Plains Tribal Health Board. I'm the tobacco program coordinator. I'm a Southern Cheyenne. I'm glad to be here today. The first thing we wanted to ask him was the differences between commercial tobacco, which is used in cigarettes, cigars, chew, and vaping products, and ceremonial tobacco, which is part of some tribal cultures. Ceremonial tobacco is not commercial tobacco, generally, ideally. You know, there's different types of traditional tobacco or ceremonial tobacco. Different tribes have different ways of making it. Some grow their own. Some might not even contain tobacco in it. The plant that we think of tobacco, it's used in different ways by different tribes. American Indian tribes are not a monolith, as they like to say. Each tribe has their own traditions and ceremonial processes and uh, ceremonies that they do. Some tribes, you know, use tobacco as an offering. In our tribe, in the Cheyennes, we use it, uh, the men use it for prayer. You know, we use it in a, a tobacco pipe, a traditional tobacco pipe, and we smoke it. And when we, so we, so we smoke it, we don't really smoke it like people smoke a cigarette. It's brought into the mouth, but it's not inhaled. And it's brought into the mouth and just let go. It goes by different names, you know, ceremonial tobacco, traditional tobacco, sacred tobacco. You know, in our in our tribe, we have different tobacco types. Some is like a rolled tobacco or loose tobacco. And it's just used for different stuff. For us, if we need help with one of our ceremonies and we need a helper, we'll go ask somebody and we'll make an offering, a tobacco offering for that help. Or if we need advice, we want somebody to run a, uh, run a sweat lodge for us, we'll offer them tobacco. And so it's used in these in that ways. That's pretty interesting. So how often is ceremonial tobacco used? Depends on how often you pray, you know. And that's really the difference between commercial tobacco and ceremonial tobacco, because commercial tobacco is, you know, tobacco abuse. Whereas if ceremonial tobacco is used, you know, just for prayer only, and you're not going to go pray, you know, like some people smoke a pack, you know, 20 cigarettes a day. You're not going to go pray 20 times a day. It's easier there's more involved with it when you're offering prayer in a, your tobacco pipe. 
So it's used generally during ceremonies, during, you know, before big events, you know, and things like that. That's a pretty big difference of use between ceremonial and commercial tobacco. Aaron said the harmful health impacts on Native Americans caused by commercial tobacco are another stark difference. Commercial tobacco use and prevalence among Oklahoma Native Americans is is pretty high. Depending on what source you're looking at, morbidity, mortality, weekly report recently came out with a number of about 29 to 30% of tobacco use among Native Americans. I think generally it's about 10 percentage points higher than the general population. And, you know, the, one of the reasons it's, most, it's dangerous for health is Native Americans in general have higher comorbidities than in most other populations. We have higher incidences of diabetes, obesity, lung cancer. We have higher incidences of heart disease and stroke. We all know that you know smoking plays a huge role in making all those things worse. And I think one of the hardest things for Native Americans is that we've been marketed to so heavily for, about tobacco because it's you know it's, well, tobacco was it was an Native American product way before the Europeans got a hold of it. So we've always identified with using tobacco. And it's, I think that's one of the reasons why our rates are probably higher than other, other populations. What are some of the things you and others at Southern Plains Tribal Health Board due to lower tobacco use among tribal members? Well, with uh, Southern Plains, you know, uh, me and my supervisor, my, my boss, we work on a grant, uh, Good Health and Wellness in Indian Country. And one of its core responsibilities is for decreasing uh, tobacco use, you know, increasing cessation rates. And that's kind of what we focus on. We use a grantee. They work on decreasing tobacco use in their population. Good Health and Wellness in Indian Country, the grant we work on. We call it GWIC for short. So for GWIC, we we focus on advocating for policy change at the tribal level. Anytime we can help any tribes in our in our service area, which is Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas, if they want to make any kind of change, we always provide technical assistance. Uh, we have stable policies they could use. We work with other organizations here in the state to you know, help in, in promote changes, advocate for change. And in addition, we also provide uh, training. Uh, we work with, we provide the basic tobacco intervention skills training for any of the tribes that have any community health workers or any clinicians or anybody in the tribe really that wants to learn how to approach somebody and talk to somebody about uh, quitting smoking. Commercial tobacco use is falling among Native Americans in Oklahoma as it is for other populations. But newer products are posing new challenges. From the numbers that I've seen, the different, the different sources, the uh, Burfus or American Indian Adult Tobacco Survey, or even within our own, some of the surveys we've given out uh, at the health board, they have fallen uh, from previous years. In general, uh, I think tobacco use has is, is, is fallen you know, for many years now. 
vaping and e-cigarettes have, have become more prevalent, I think, as, as it plays with a part of the role in tobacco use being what it is today. I still, it's still pretty high. You know, for American Indians, I think it's still about, you know, what is it, 30%. You know, it has dropped, but it's not, it's not dropping as much as we would like to see it drop. Aaron says one statewide resource that has and continues to help tremendously is the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline. It's one of the main things we do push, and you know, TCA has been a great partner for us. And it's one of the things we do, like, we do push is the quit line. Statistically speaking, like, the success rate of the quit line is phenomenal. And it's one of the few things in the state that Oklahoma has really done, done well and did right in providing the funding that they have. And I hope, I really hope that it continues and that they see that the work that TSA and the Quitline has done really has improved the health of Oklahomans in general. And not just tobacco either, in other areas with the uh, healthy community grants and things like that. We go out and uh, we go out in the communities and see what they're doing. It was great hearing from Aaron Williams of the Southern Plains Tribal Health Board to explain differences between ceremonial and commercial tobacco and why the latter has proven so harmful to Native Americans here in our state and region. He also mentioned how beneficial the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline has been for helping tribal members quit tobacco. Now, James, you recently spoke with one such person about his journey. I did indeed, and our conversation was so engaging and informative. He recently shared his story with the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline website, and now his testimonial is running on TV. His name is, you know what, let's just let him introduce himself. Kenneth Allen, I'm from Perkins, Oklahoma, and I'm Muskogee Creek. I'm a huge family person, and, you know, I enjoy being able to spend time with them. Uh, of course, it's more difficult these days with everybody's schedule, and, you know, they're they're older, and Logan, my daughter, is is in college, and I'm in Missouri, so I don't get to see her as often as I would like, but uh, we typically will get together and play some golf and uh, enjoy our, you know, the, our, the company then. Uh, my dad as well will join us. Probably that and, and going to church and have a, spending time with my church family. I, I uh, enjoy visiting with them. You know, natives are communal people and they, they like to visit. And sometimes we'll sit around after church and just talk for a few hours just visiting. Ken said he started smoking at a young age and that his experience was rather common. I started in my late teens. Um, I really couldn't pinpoint why I know my family, my, uh, my dad my, and my mother, uh, smoked and I was, I would say I was around a lot of people that did. And that probably had a, an influence on me starting. I went to a boarding school here in Oklahoma and they allowed tobacco use for, for, for students. Native American boarding school. They had smoking areas, so 
probably just that's probably what I picked it up. As a Muscogee Creek, Ken said he has also used tobacco in a cultural way that differed from his cigarette smoking, and I found that to be very interesting. I never really used it ceremonially. I used it medicinally. Um, I know it sounds funny to say that, you know, tobacco is used medicinally, but if you understand the context from commercial uh, tobacco, if you think commercial tobacco, then you, you know that uh, tobacco is not used uh, in a healthy manner. But natives typically will take tobacco and you know, when uh, when they were removed from their lands, you know, they used to make their own uh, tobacco. It wasn't just tobacco. Tobacco was mixed with other plants and herbs, I guess. And it was used, you know, uh, for healing and, you know, to send prayers and stuff. So I've used it medicinally. Uh, and if you use it uh, in, a, in a prayerful way, it, it, it will cleanse you. One time, though, you know, the government restricted natives from using the, their ceremonies. And in doing so, part of that was taking away their, their, their uh, you know, ability to grow and use tobacco. Uh, a lot of them turned to commercial tobacco. And, you know, that contains chemicals, addictive properties, and everything else that I think may contribute to why so many natives continue to use it. But if you use it, you know, medicinally or ceremonially, you know, you don't use it. It's not used recreationally or from a dependent standpoint. Uh, just quite the opposite. It's used uh, reverently and respectfully and sparingly, actually. Ken considered his cigarette smoking, though, the opposite of reverent and sparingly. He wanted to quit over a number of years, but like with so many others, it was tough. Oh, I smoked over 30 years, 30 plus, oh, 35 plus years, actually. And that's, you know, that's just uh, tells you how addictive it is. I, I tried quitting uh, quite a few times. Um, but what finally, you know, my health, I had health issues that contributed to me um, being, well, making up my mind at this, I'm going to quit. But I had tried to quit a few different times and wasn't successful. That, you know, I uh, I want to be more active in in our in our church. The natives are spiritual people, and it's kind of hard to be uh, an example if you're running out for a smoke <laughs> right after you're talking to the youth or something, you know. So, you know, trying to be an example and 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 my you know be around for my kids uh, is why I quit. Ken then said something about quitting tobacco that really stuck in my mind before describing how exactly the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline helped him stay quit. It's easy to quit. I quit every day probably 20 times. <laughs> it was just staying. <laughs> staying quit is, is the problem. One thing about tobacco is um, the nature of it is it. Uh, you know, just from experience, it doesn't take very long, and you start feeling the withdrawals, you know, 
and it's it's not just a physical withdrawal it's a it's a mental withdrawal where your your mind's telling oh you got to have another one i don't know how it alters your your mental state but it does and it like draws you draws you so quitting is extremely difficult um you have to change your 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 lifestyle pretty much you have to change your habits you have to recognize the things that contribute to you wanting to smoke and i think when i tried on my own i you know i'm just i'm just going to put it down that didn't work so the helpline helped me recognize the things that uh, i guess triggered me or made me want to smoke uh, and and help me you know address those things like the first thing i would typically do is get in the car and light a cigarette so i would take a piece of fruit with me so when i'd get in the car i'd eat that fruit uh, those type things just recognizing the triggers and my habits changing my habits uh, because I, I had a pattern I had a pattern of when I smoked where I smoked you know before meetings and stuff I'd run and grab a cigarette and then go to a meeting but instead of doing that you know I go take a walk or you know talk to somebody just changing their your, your habits is what uh, what helped me succeed how long has it been since I smoked? September 22nd, 2018. It was in the morning. <laughs> and now four years later, how is he doing and feeling? I feel great. I feel great. You know, before, um, you know, you could hear me breathe. <laughs> Just sitting there, you could hear me breathe and wheeze and and everything else and now you know i'm not as i'm not as winded that's for that's for sure and i'm able to do stuff more um that i would typically just ah, i'm not gonna waste my time on it. i'm just gonna hang out and i'm golfing more out walking more um just yeah just everything is so much better probably the downfall is uh your sense of, of taste and smell uh, comes back. And in my case, I <laughs> I love to eat now. Yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy eating now and, and uh, you know sitting around and, and visiting and, and, and talking and um, yeah, just just everything so much better. We are so happy to hear that and to know that he is feeling so much better and healthier. In closing. Ken had some great advice for anyone who is thinking of starting or stopping the use of any commercial tobacco product. It's just plain and simply not worth it. You know, the costs far outweigh any benefit that you get from it. Uh, and natives especially, you know, we are people that need to get away from reliance on negative things and negative aspects, uh, the negative perception uh, that public have of minorities, stuff like that. I mean, we need uh, we need to quit relying and accepting things that mock our traditions. Part of the way that they market tobacco to, to natives, you know, they it's, it's in all the smoke shops, it's on all the tribal reserves, and it's so accessible. They lower, lower prices. I mean, just, just stuff like that for natives. And you know, they put their pictures on the packaging and stuff. It's just, you know, we need to get away from that negative stigma that people see. It's not good for us. 
anyone who wants to quit, uh, you know, be mindful. Be mindful of things that are important to you. And remember, uh, you know, that addictive behaviors like tobacco, not just tobacco, but other ones, but mainly uh, stuff like that. You know, it restricts the time that we're focused on what is important to us, uh, whether it be family or other activities. And I'd say, you know, don't miss out on that type of stuff. It's not, it's just not worth it. Time's too short. What an awesome conversation. I really enjoyed hearing his personal story. It was so compelling, and I definitely learned a lot. The cool thing is the Oklahoma Tobacco Helpline has helped hundreds of thousands to quit tobacco, and each person has their own reason for quitting tobacco and unique story, just like Ken. The helpline, which can be accessed at okhelpline.com or by calling 1-800-QUIT-NOW, has proven to be an important and totally free resource for Oklahoma adults of all ages and backgrounds, including Native Americans. Their various cultures have a long history with traditional tobacco, but commercial tobacco use has been devastating for far too many people. That's why it is so good to hear from Ken, who is one of many Native Americans in Oklahoma who have proven that it doesn't have to be that way. That tribal members and all Oklahomans can live happy and healthy, tobacco-free lives. That's it for now, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. We want to thank our guests, Aaron Williams and Ken Allen, along with you, our listeners, who we always appreciate. So until next time, I'm Dylan Jasna. And I am James Tyree, wishing you peace. And better health.